We're going to start the Mishnah at the bottom of the page. Hakita Yotze Bekavshalo. So somebody who is uh, somebody who is uh, basically he lost a, a foot. So they would have a form, a prosthetic. Um, so the person who lost who lost the limb, he can wear his prosthetic and go out with that prosthetic on Shabbos. It's not considered caring to Rameir. That's according to Rameir, and he says that's perfectly allowed. The reason is because he says that's his shoe. You know, it's most people. It's their shoe is the shoe, and that's what they're wearing. But his. The bottom of his foot is his shoe. Okay, so that's the way Rameir looks at it. Rabbi also, Rabbi Yossi says it's forbidden, and that's because he considers it not an adornment. It's uh, and and that that's a different. And that's why he doesn't allow it. We'll see a little bit more about it in the Gemara. Now, if um, furthermore about this peg that they that he's using for his for his prosthetic, if there is a, a base kibble, right? If inside this um, this thing there's a, a, a it's a little um, hollowed out area which has some soft material, so it doesn't hurt his knee when it's sticking into it. So tell me that's considered a keli that's containing and therefore it's subject to elchos tuma, and it's mekabel tuma, okay, because um, it's a keli. Okay, smuchos shelo tamein medras. The supports, which is um, of of the of the person, Rashi says this is talking about a person who's, um, who is missing two legs, so uh, he basically uh, he's he's closer to the ground and he has um, two things that are supporting him. They're also tummy medras because that's sort of like a chair that he schleps along, okay, and he goes out with them on Shabbos. Um, and he's even allowed to walk in the Azara with those those things on his feet. Okay? Even though normally in the Azara you're not allowed to wear your shoes. But this he does allow. We'll see more about that. Um, what about the Kisei v'smucho shalo? Tamei medras, they're also Tamei medras. Ve'ein yotzmeim b'shabbos, ve'ein echnasim meim b'azara. So, um, so basically, there's... The smuchos, and then there's the kise, and then there's the chair. So the things that he leans on, and then there's the chair. Um, so basically, that's the that that we'll see that, and that you can't wear into the base of migdash, and um, also you can't go. In, I mean, you can't go in the Azara, and you also can't go out on Shabbos in that, and we'll see why in the Gemara. Okay. Now look to min tahorin ve'en yosemayin. Look to min. Rashi says, and we'll see more in the Gemara because there's a few opinions. The Rashi says look to min is a mask that uh, women that uh, that they wear, um, and uh, that's not considered that's tahor. And ve'en yosemayin, you can't wear them on shab uh, on on Shabbos. You can't walk out with them on Shabbos. These masks. It's very interesting. We'll soon see in the Gemara. Is an opinion. Uh, we may be talking about Corona masks, but okay, whatever. Something to think about. We'll get to it. So, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman, How do we learn in the Mishnah? 
Meaning, apparently there were more than there was more than one girsa. When is is basically Ramir's opinion that he can or cannot go out with his with his prosthetic. So Amr So Rav Nachman said to Rav, I'm not sure what the correct girsa in the mission is. So what's the halacha? Do we paskin that you could go out or or not with the uh, with the prosthetic? I don't know that either. Okay, Itmar Shmuel in a Shmuel said that uh, that Rabbi Meir says that he cannot go out. Uh, that he cannot go out. And Amr of Yosef, I mean, I have a few people to rely on over here, says Rav Yosef. I have Shmuel, I have Rav Huna. So the Girsa I'm going to go with is that Rav Meir was saying that the Kita cannot go out, and then Rav Yosef is allowing it. So, Maskev la Rav Bashira, lo Shmielahu, didn't you hear? How the Masni le Rav Chanan bar Rav, lechia bar Rav, kamei de Rav bikituna. He said it exactly. So basically, um, Rav Hanan Barava had said over this Mishnah in front of Rav, and um, and he said, "Ena kita yotze bekavshelo diver meyer Rav Yosi Matir, or machvile Rav Epoch." And Rav says he got the names wrong. It's the reverse. So Rav is correcting the text that in fact that, that like we have it that Rav Meir is Matir and Rav Yosi is the one who says it's prohibited. So Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, Vesimna Samach Samach. The way to remember it is Samach connects to the Samach. Rav Yosi, which is a Samach in his name, and Asur is prohibited. So Rav Yosi is the one who says it's prohibited. Bav Shmuel Haderbei and Shmuel also retracted the Tanan because the Mishnah says Cholta Besandal. If Cholta Besandal Shein Shalom, if you did a Chalitza with the sandal, the sandal that's not his. The sandal shall eat, or a sandal made out of wood, also shall small or a left foot. Be min, uh, the left foot on the right, meaning it's the left shoe on the right foot. Chalitza ksheri, it's still a kosher chalitza. Parminan, man tano, he said, who's the tano? I'm a shmuel, rameir, it's rameir, the tano, kiti yotze bekavshalot de rameir. Basically, he says, the wooden material, the wooden prosthetic is considered a shoe. So that's the basic, uh, shows that the, the, a wood, blo- a wood, Clog is still considered halachically a shoe, and Rabbi Yossi also Rabbi Yossi says it's prohibited. So first of all, Shmuel retracted, as it's very clear how he's quoting the Mishnah, and Rav uh, Huna and Rav Huna also retracted the Tanya sandal shel seyadin, the sandal of the people who ran the plaster. So Tame, it's Tame, Tame Medras, the ish cholatzesbo, and a woman can use it for chalitza. And they could carry it on, they could wear those clogs on Shabbos, basically. They were blocks of wood, basically. That's what Kiva says. And they did not agree to him. It says elsewhere that they did agree to him. So it depends who. Who agreed to him? So Rameyer says, yes, it is considered shoes, even though it's made out of wood. And not uh, Rav Yossi who says that this that this is not a material that's typically for used for shoes, and therefore it doesn't qualify as uh, as a valid shoe, um, and that's the story. Now, so that's the story.
Um, now there's uh, Rav Yosef. Amar Rav Yosef says actually that there's a, a second person who also disagreed with him, and that was Rav Yochanan Menuri. The Tanan Kaveril Kash. If you have a, uh, a container or whatever, Kaveris is like a hive made out of straw, shaped like a hive. Okay, Vishvofer Shalkanim, or tube of reeds. Rabbi Kiva Metamer Kiva says that's tummy. Okay. Rabbi <laughs> And according to Rabbi Yossi, he may not because it's not a shoe and it's uh, and it's not there for an ornament, so it's not negated to him, and therefore it's not going to qualify. Okay, and it would be carrying basically. So according to Rabbi Yossi. No, 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 no. Tuma is not. No, it, it it's two different concepts. Once we mention this particular thing, so we got sidetracked and talked about the Tumah component of it, because it's, if it's a container, it would qualify as, as a subject to that Tumah, that's why, that's why we mentioned it. Once we're talking about it, we talked about Tumah, that's all. It's not, really, it's not really a factor in whether it's going to be allowed to wear on Shabbos. It's just that, you understand? Okay. No problem. Okay. Okay, so we're talking about Rabbi Yochanan Menuri Kiver Shalkash Vishaver Shalkanim Rabbi Kibbutz Metamer Rabbi Yochanan Menuri Metaher. He says those things are not tame. Amar Ma. So uh, why is it not tame? Because they're not you. They're not really a shoe. That's really what he's basically saying. Made out of those other material. Okay, um, uh, and that's the story. Now. Um, What, so he speaks it out. Rabbi Yechonim Retar, Amar Mar, Sandal Shalsayadin, Tami Medras. We said that it's Tami Medras. And that means that it's meant for sitting on or walking on, or right? So why is that? Halavli Luchavti. They're not really meant for walking. They wear them because they're made out of wood and they're working with plaster which can burn leather. And therefore you couldn't use leather, so therefore they used wood blocks which is more protective. But um, the so the lucha afti, it's not lovely lucha afti. It's not meant for walking. So Amar Rav Acha Barufula Shekena Sayid Metalbo Achim Megillah Beiso. Even though he only uses it while working, not for walking around, but once he has them on, strapped to his feet, he'll just walk home with them anyway. So that's why it's sometimes used for walking. That's enough, according to Rabbi Kiva, to qualify as a keli. That's Tami Medrash because it's used. In a, a, a at some point, like that, as as a as as shoes. Now Amar Abaye Abaye says Tamei Tumas Mace Vein Tamei Tumas Vein Tamei Medras. Abaye says it's only subject to Tumas Mace and not Tamei Medras. Rav Amar Af Tamei Medras. What's the pshat with this? Whether it's Tamei Medras or only Tamei Mace. So Amar Rava Mina Minala Detan Detanan. A, a gala shall cut on. 
Okay, interesting. The wagon, the, this is basically a, ba- a carriage that the kids use because they also want to be make-believe their mommy, right? So they, so they walk with their little child's carriage. Tamea Medris, it's Tamea Medris. And the reason is, is because sometimes kids sit in it also. It's like small enough for a young child to sit in it. And therefore, it's also Tamea Medris. So Abai says it's different. The difference is, is that over there, he actually is supported by it. And that's why it actually holds him up. And over here, it's it's uh, over here. It doesn't really get, get supported by it. So there's a difference. Okay. Um, the question is, what is it primarily made for? Is it made to hold somebody up or not? And if it's primarily not made for that purpose, um, then it would not be uh, considered tummy uh, as that in that way. Okay. Um, uh, Rashi is important. Rashi clarifies a very important thing over here, which is uh, good to know. When it comes to Tumas Medris, when it comes to the Tuma of uh, the like a Nida or a Zav or a Zava, the requirement is very fu- is fundamentally different. You, but you don't, you do not need it to have a quality of being a base keyboard that it's some, something that you could contain in. When it's Tame uh, for for Tumas Medris for Tumas Meis. It needs to be a kli that contains. That's the one, uh, only Tumas Mace and Tumas Sheretz require that, and not by Tumas Medras. And that's what he points out over here. So um, the, the, the idea over here is that, uh, is this thing, it, 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 something that is used on occasion to hold somebody up, is that, is that enough to qualify it or not? And that's what the Machlokas here is. Okay. So let's see. Um, How do I know that I'm right? That uh, that it's my opinion. Because the Brisa says, uh, a cane that the old person uses. It's not subject to Tuma, even Tumas Medris. Now, why not? Doesn't he support himself with it? The answer is, because no, he doesn't really support himself. Well, he does support himself with it on occasion, but it's not primarily there to support him. So that's the point. Unless it's mainly used for support, it doesn't have a din Thomas mattress. That's really what he's proving. The Rava, how does Rava deal with that proof of a bayit? Hasam le sugya avida. Hacha lismo davida the difference is, says Rafa, is that really a cane is not really meant to hold a person's weight down. It's not really there for that purpose. It's because the person who is walking has balance issues, an elderly man who needs a cane. It's, the problem is the balance. And it's there to help his feet remain balanced. It's not really there to hold him up. It's not the same thing. Okay, and therefore, that's why it doesn't have din to mesmetris. Okay, over here, what? Right, a walker, it does actually hold you. I think a walker is more than just balance, perhaps. I don't know. I mean, I really, I'm not sure. It might be a little bit more actually meant to carry some of his weight. 
I don't think so. I think even a walker is really is just a, is more primarily a balance type of thing. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not involved in that that type of it. Right. I would think maybe a walker might be different. But anyway, the point being though is is that a cane is typically not really there for for uh, anything but really just making sure that he's not that he doesn't fall. It's not really meant to help him to hold up his body. So therefore, that's the idea. Hacha, um, uh, uh, right? Hacha lismo It's actually meant for supporting him, and therefore it is. Uh, that's the difference. That's the why it says Rava. It's not the same thing. A cane is different than this case, which is really meant to hold him up, and that's why it's different. Okay, and here it could be Makabel Tuma and not uh, Tuma Smedras, and not there. Okay. Okay. And that brings us to the next section. Okay, so Tani Tani Kamidra Biochanon. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry, Tamein Medras. Yeah, what? Um, so, first of all, in the Psak Halacha, um, we. Um, we did not come out with a psak. I don't know if you remember, but we generally say, like Rabbi Yossi, that you cannot use a prosthetic. Okay? Now, a cane also is considered, it's, you see, what we use, what we're describing a cane was not with regards to Shabbos. It was with regards to, um, it was with regards to, to Tumah. But as far as Shabbos goes, um, it may be considered carrying. The question is, do you really need it? That if you need it to help you walk, technically it would not technically be considered carrying. But uh, in general, the main opinion is is that um, since most people who are walking with a cane could walk without the cane if they need to, so the cane is really technically carrying, and they would not use the cane unless they're um, um, unless they're, they're in a in an area. You understand? You need an Erev to go out with a cane. You follow? Okay. If he's within an Erev, there's no issue. It's just saying without the Erev, the answer is no. Yes, that is what we're saying. I don't, here, the truth is it's hard to know how did they use the prosthetic in those days. Maybe it was just you know, more for looks than actual putting the weight on it. So I don't know. It's hard to know the truth if it's this, if the prosthetic in those days is, is is like ours or not. You know, like ours, it's really their foot, you know, so maybe it's different. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm not sure how how we would apply it practical to our modern day prosthetics. You follow? So it could be it's different. Could be it is allowed. I don't know. Right, because that's really their foot. Right, and it's an actual foot. It's not even. Uh, I mean, it's not like uh, it, it. Before he was saying it was like it was like carrying. It was like it was really not helping him walk. It was just. Uh, it was more like just to look like he has a foot there. So that was really part of the discussion. Anyway, we'll see more about. It. Well, I mean, whatever. I mean, that's that's. Well, you know, you have to look up la lacha. What is the bottom line on it? Modern days.
Okay. Tamei medras for any yotzim ben Shabbos. We said these things are tamei medras, and you can't wear it on Shabbos. For any nichnas ben lazara, and you can't walk in to lazara. So Tani Tana came to Rabbi Yochanan and nichnas ben lazari. He said that you could go in. So I'm really ani shona isha cholatzes bo. I already learned that this is even kosher for chalitza. For atam it nichnasin, and you're telling me you could wear it into the base into lazara. If it's kosher for chalitza, that means it's a, to- a true shoe. If it's a true shoe, then how are you allowed to wear it in Azar? So, tani ain't nasim lan ba'azara. So, you have to amend the text and say that you can't walk in the, to the Azara because it's actually a shoe. Next is luktamin Torah. What is luktamin? So, my luktamin. So, Amar Chamra de Achva. Apparently, it was like a donkey that they would. People would dress up as if they're riding a donkey. So they would have like a, uh, so that's, um, first of all, it's Tahora. And, um, you know, and, uh, but, you know, it's not really a clay kibble or anything. It's just uh, like, a, like one of those toy horses that you carry, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, on a stick, something like that. That's one of the opinions. And obviously it's carrying, and you're not allowed to use it on Shabbos. That's looked to me. Now, that's Chamedulach Achva. Rava Bar Papa Amar Kishiri. Kishiri is basically basically, um, stilts. You know, when you want to walk on stilts, so you have like these two sticks and you're standing up high to help you walk through the mud. And that's that's what he says it is, which is also not allowed. And that's his pshat. And Rava Barafuna Amar Farmi. Farmi, Rashi says... Is basically a mask that uh, that uh, people would wear to scare the children. That's one shot. And what's interesting is that the Masorah Sashas over here brings down that uh, that it's a piece of cloth that they tie to the old people over their mouths because of their um, because they're they're they have to catch their their spit, or to protect them from coming out, whatever. So it sounds like that's the, to me, an interesting tie-in to um, to Corona in the uh, in the in this shot. It's something that the older people would wear a face a face mask, and that's also called Karen. Very interesting. All right, it's like a face shield or something. Mishnah, new Mishnah, Abanim Yotzim Biksharim. Sons can go out with knots, with ties. We'll see what those are. And princes can go out with bells that would have bells on their garment. Really, that's true by everybody else. Talking the more common cases. Now, Mike what are these ties exactly? So, Amar Adamari, Amar of Nachman Barboroch, Amar Rav Ashi Baravim, Amar of Yuda, Kishure Pua, which is. Um, these are knots that they would tie and hang around the neck for healing purposes. Not sure, Rashi says, what type of illness it's for, but um, uh, but it's very efficacious, apparently. So Amr Abayabai says, these herbs or whatever, these grasses that you tie around your neck, Amrli Aim, my mother told me, and as everyone knows that it wasn't his real mother, it was his uh, the mother that raised him, um, who was... Uh, uh, a a tremendous doctor. She, there's many many medical information that we learn in the Gemara from the mother of Abaye, 
Tulasa, if you have three of them, Mukme, that keeps the illness at bay. Chamisha, if you have five, Masu, that actually will heal the illness. Shiva, if it's seven, I feel mildly even effective against magic. So this is very, very effective means of healing. Now, Amrav of Achbar Yaakov, it only, only works if it never sees the sun or the moon, meaning it's completely hidden from view. That's one thing. Mitra, and never sees rain. And also never heard any of these, these sounds. Never came in contact, never came in the sound of, uh, of iron or of the rooster crowing or the Kalnigri, or the smiths, okay, or the artisans, no loud noises. So, like, we had a great thing that's perfectly good for healing, that basically fell into the pit, because uh, if with all of these conditions, in order for it to be effective, it's kind of impossible to get it. Um, now, the question that Gemara has on this, if that's what it is, it's some type of Necklace made out of like a grass that's good for healing. My area bunim. Why would it give an example of bunim? I feel bunos nami. Even daughters as well. My Why girl? Why kids? I feel gdolim. It's good for everybody who's sick. So nami gdolim nami. So it wouldn't say bun in particular. So Ella Mike Sharon. What does it mean? Sharon. Kihad Amr Avin Barhuna Amr of Chama Barguria. So it makes more sense, like like a different shot, like Avin Barhuna, Barhuna, the name of Chambar Goya. Ben Sheyesh Gaguen Al Aviv. The son has withdrawal symptoms from his dad. They're very, he, and his father wants to go to work, and the kid's like, no, don't leave me, and his kid's crying like crazy. So he needs a way to keep the kid from missing him too much. So what does he do? Notel Ritsua Mimino Shalimin. He takes a he takes a shoestring from his right shoe, the and he ties it to his left hand of the child. And this way the child has a reminder of his father and he won't miss him so much. You understand? So like I'm here with you, don't worry. Now the way to remember is like Tfilin, that you're supposed to tie it, you know, take it from the right, your right hand does the tying it onto the left side. So be careful, because if you do it the other way around, if he would take his left shoelace and tie it to the right, then it could be dangerous for the child. The idea being is because it creates, it exacerbates the problem because it makes the child want, desire his father even more when it's on his right arm. By putting it on his left, it's, it, he, he's, he's, uh, it eases the, the, the withdrawal of his, of, from his father. And that's the idea. And that's particular, Rashi says, why it's the sons, not the daughters. That's because it's more common for the father to uh, develop at a very young age to connect to his son. You know, he feels that connection, and that's why the son might miss him too much. Now, Amar Avin Baruna. Obviously, it's very important to be besimcha, but this is not. We're talking about uh, it's uh, it's like an illness. Obviously, depression is a form of an illness. It's a person's uh, 
is sad about something, so then it affects him. And that's what's going on with this child. It's not really depression per se, I don't think. It's it's uh he's he can't he can't handle being away from his father. And the we, the father I can't be with his son twenty four seven. So that's why this is like a solution of like they would do this for his son and the son would wear that on his arm and have has his feels like he's still tied to his father and that keeps the connection going that is that he can handle being away from his father. It's like a psychological trick almost. And that's why, and that's what we're talking about. Well, that, I don't, I wouldn't say this is the source for that. I think that's, uh, that the psukim that you mentioned, Ibdu Sashem Besimcha, is true. And uh, of course, if it takes you away, I mean, Atzvus is considered a very negative mida. The sadness is uh, considered a, uh, you don't want to do anything. It's uh, it's harmful. So it's it's a, considered a bad attribute that you should work on. Uh, just like uh, you work on your anger, your kas. Also, like there are certain negative attributes that you try and control, and that's uh, that's certainly one of them that you want to keep under control. But it's not really. I wouldn't say this is a source for that. This is just a solution for when you got the problem, you know. All right. All right. Amar of Avim Barhuna, Amar of Chama Bar Guria, Sichufe Kasa Atibure Bishabata. So very interesting. They would take a, a cup filled with hot water, and then they would empty it, and then it would still have the steam inside it, and then put it, cup it over his stomach. On Shabbos, Shabbat dummy. That's actually, um, it's helpful. It's healing, but it's not really medicinal in a sense. And therefore, I don't know if that's what they're doing when they're doing cupping, but it creates a suction uh, by putting it around the belly, and um, and it's allowed on Shabbos. And the steam builds up inside, and that's allowed, that's permissible on Shabbos. For Amar Avin Barhuna, Amar Rav Chamer Bukuriyah, Mutar Lasuch Shemenu Melach B'Shabbos. These are things that are done. The point being is these are things that are done for healthy people, not necessarily. They're healthy things, and they're not really medicinal things for sick people. And therefore, it's okay to do it on Shabbos. The same thing is rubbing uh, oil and salt um, on your body on Shabbos. When they were uh, drunk, so they wanted to basically get clarity from their drunkenness. They're, you know, they're confused with being drunk. So they want to uh, basically get sober. So what would they do? They would take salt and oil. And they would place it on the palm of their hand and feet and, and rub it in. And they would say, Just like this. Oil is clear. Let the wine also give him. Let me go back to Claria. The planya bar planisa of so and so, the son of this woman, because you're always supposed to mention the mother's name. Okay. Below, Maisi, and if not, if that, if you don't have that or whatever, if not that, there's another option. Maisi Shia Didana. 
So basically, which is the cov- the ca- the cover of a barrel, bishoyle b'mayan, soak the cover of the barrel in water. And you say like this, just like this, in the water is getting clarified, it's losing its wine. So the wine should leave my head and it should also get clarity, I should sober up. Person is allowed, another halacha, you're allowed to strangle yourself on Shabbos. Now, this does not mean strangle yourself. Rashi explains what it means is, is that sometimes your back becomes a little, you know, uh, out of, you know, whatever. It's like a little, you get a crick in your neck. And what you could do is you could wrap something around your neck, gently, of course, and pull to, like, stretch your neck out to um, heal, fix that. And that's not considered medicinal. Of course, try and be careful when you do that. Uh, There's something called swaddling a child, where they would take the child when he's a very young baby and they would wrap him in such a way that he's tied down and in a very wrapped position, which helps keep the bones in the right spaces, if you know what you're doing, is swaddling the child, and that's also permissible even um, to do on Shabbos. Rav Papa has two sons, meaning two cases, and Rav Zvid talks about Ben, one case. Rav Papa Masni Banim, one of the two cases, it was two statements from Avin Barhuna, okay, um, that, uh, that, that, that said that the, um, the two cases, and for Rav Zvid, Masni Ben, he says only one case. Kamaisa Masni Be'avin Rav Huna. It was only Rav Barhuna who said the first one. Hi, Maisa Barabba And in this one, it wasn't Rav Barhuna who said it. It was a different one, different Memra from Rabba Barbachana. Dham Rabba Barbachana, the Fufi Yenuka Bishabata, Shapidami. So it's basically two versions of the story. Was it one Memra, two, two cases of the sons? One was the Lechanik, and the other one was the Fufi Yenuka. Both said by Avin Barhuna, that was version one. That was Rav, Rav Papa's version. Rav Zvi said no, just the first one was said by by uh, Avin Barhuna, and the second one of Lufufi Yinuka was Rabbi Barbachana, and that's why it was only one case. Now Amr Abai, another healing uh, idea from Abai. Amr my mom told me, call Minyani Bishma the Ima, whenever you are. Saying the lachash, saying a, a statement to get better, you always mention the name of the mom, okay, and uh, you count, you know, because talking about what you have, because typically in many uh, lachash and many type of verses that you're supposed to say or something, a statement that you need to say, you need to say it three times or a certain number of times. You mention and you should heal so and so, the son of so and so. So when we say the son of so and so, you always mention the mother's name, and uh, you also uh, that's that's the bishmadim number one. The chol kitri, any time there's a tying involved, is small. It's all tying to the left. Any time it says a number of how many times you're supposed to say this, it if it's been expressed expressed the number kidimefarshi it's as that number is significant, and you got to stick to that amount of times. So it's seven times, six times, four times. You stick or three times. That's one. 
If it doesn't say how many times you need to say it, then it's 41 times. Okay. Next thing. You're allowed to go out with the stone that helps you have a child on Shabbos. Now, um, even something that is equivalent to the weight of that stone is also. Now, what we're talking about here, it's interesting. An Evan Tukuma is this stone that women who are pregnant would carry, um, which helps them from having a, a miscarriage. Okay? Um, now, Below Shapila, we're not talking about where, where the woman had a miscarriage already. We're afraid of a miscarriage, so it's, pre, it's preventative. Number one. Below Ibra, we're not talking about where she's already pregnant. Maybe she will become pregnant, and then she'll lose her child. So because of the fear that we're afraid, even though she never did lose a child before, it's still allowed. Um, I'm, I don't really understand exactly the, uh, the science behind this. But maybe it's just uh, the, the getting used to carrying the extra weight will make her legs, her body stronger that when it comes to the child, she, her body's prepared to have an extra weight of a child and doesn't cause a miscarriage. That was the, That's my thought process. It has to be the actual weight. There's a particular weight that it's supposed to be. And it has to actually have been really used. So by by Mishkal the Mishkal might. What if it's the weight that was matched onto another weight? Meaning there's this Evan Tukuma, that's the particular stone that we're talking about, that has a particular weight. You have something balanced to that, and that you could use as well. What if it if this is a balance of the balance? Does that also work? So Gemara says take a, we remain with the question on that. If I'm right by another one, Amrli Ain, my mother told me, if you have a fever, a whole day, right? So what do you do to get rid of a fever? So first off, you take a, uh, a coin that is freshly minted coin, and then you go to a place where the, um, um, you know, the edge of the, of the river, um, they, they would have these pools, and uh, they would, Basically, the salt pools, where they basically, what they did is they would let the water of the salt, you know, like the Jordan River, come out, and then the sun will cause the water to rise, and that's how they, so, and they make the salt, the man, that's how they manufacture salt. So go to the salting place, and get the weight of salt, and then tie it, uh, and put it by the neck, and that will help against the fever, okay? Debate uh, around the neck, around the neck, with the space around the neck. Benira barka, and that's with the thread of uh, of the 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 of the goat goat hair. Below, if you don't have that, lace of a precious drachim. So that uh, whatever, that sometimes that's not an option. You don't live near there. You can't get to the salt. Whatever it is. So go to a the side of the, where there, where the road splits. Look at the ground, and when you find uh, you find the type of ant that's like a worker ant that's carrying something. 
So what do you do? Lishkalei, you grab that ant, and put it into a copper pipe. And then seal that copper pipe in lead. And then seal it again and again and again. Rashi says 60 is like not specific, but there's a bunch of seals around. So this ant is now sitting inside this copper pipe with a bunch of seals around it. And then, uh, um, and then you go, um, you tell him, your load I'll take, and my load you take. I'm carrying the illness, you're carrying the, uh, the load, or whatever it is that you've been carrying, a leaf, and I'm going to take your load, you take my load, and we'll switch it. We're switching loads. And you swing it around your head, um, and that's what, that's what he says. Okay? So, very interesting. Okay? Um... Maybe, here's the problem. You don't know if there was an, the last guy, you don't know if the last guy used the same ant and now the ant's carrying the disease or this, other, this old guy's disease. And therefore you might be catching from the ant. If you're trading, so you're going to be taking from the ant um, the disease from the last guy. What do you? Tra- it's not worth it. So you should tell the ant to carry my load with your load. Once you're ready, carry and carry my stuff too, okay? Because you don't want to take his load because you don't know what's on his load. Below, if you don't have that option, so take a new container, a small container of like an earthenware container. Uh, go to the river and tell the river then you spread that you know, roll it you know, seven times over your head and then you spill the water that's in it on, over to your back take back the water that you gave me so basically the idea is is that the water that you drew from the river, you um, you borrowed some of that water and then you drew the sickness into the water, so to speak, theoretically, and then you're spilling it back over your shoulder and then it goes back into the river and then uh, it'll get your uh, the, the fever away from you. Very interesting. Um, but uh, in general... The rule is is that uh, these uh, these types of refuas that you see in the Gemara is not necessarily that you should try them out. You have to find out about them. Okay. All right, everyone. Have a great day. We'll stop over here. Continue with this one with uh, um, uh, 